Hi everyone, today is November 28th, 2020, and this is the Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger, wrapped up the KC Cup last Sunday, and it culminated in cheating. So, we still don't know who, what the results are, what our own ranks are, we'll discuss the cheating allegations, of course, we must preface that. It's all allegations, and I'll bring everyone up to speed about what I know, which is just a very small bit of what actually went down. Dimensional Disaster happened this week, so uh, two new cards and also a new dual skill for DSOD Yugi. A new card in the card trader, new card in dual quest. Go over some esports, and also we have a double deck deep dive this week. Two decks. One, King of Games, Kara Curry, and two, Raid dual deck for this Dimensional Disaster event, so check those out. If you want a late game King of Games deck, that certainly can get the job done. Pretty much didn't lose at all the entire day yesterday. And then also the deck that will help you get through Aigami and get through some of those awards. So my week in the dual world, as I mentioned, I hit King of Games yesterday. We'll go over the deck that I got, uh, the Card Curry deck. But at this point in the in the... In the month, we have, let's see, like two or three more days left of the season. And really, there's no resistance. Everyone who's good got King of Games ready. And a lot less meta decks. The meta decks that are there are less refined, less skill involved. So really, you could just go in there with any deck that you're comfortable with. Really, any Tier 4 deck can um, hit King of Games easy. Curry is no joke. Uh, tier 1 deck. I was just never really good at it. And it was always a viable deck, but I think I had to let through, let the good players get through first, and then I got King of Games. Other than that, um, as I mentioned, the, the KC Cup, um, I'm not sure if I even got 50%, but at the end, my DP was like 8,000-something. It wasn't much. I tried to get to 10,000, but then I lost some more. And yeah, doing the event, the Dimensional Disaster event, uh, pretty much, pretty much got through that. I, I'm not, I don't have all the rewards yet. I still have to get that second, um, uh, Gaia card, I think, or or I forget which one it is, but um, still trying to get through that event. So let's get to esports Duel Links Meta Weekly one fifty two. First place, Black Jesus. Draw Sense Dark Invoked Magician Girl. There's there's not a lot of notable decks at this point, like in terms of innovation. We have uh pretty refined decks here. Three Alistair, uh two chocolate, three berry, one apple, two invocation, three ballista squad, two Phoenix Chain, two Paleo Canadia, one Fusion Reserve, one Karma Cut, one Wolf D. And as usual in these invoked magician girl decks, they run one Xyz monster. And that is the Diamond Dire Wolf. Second place, Trap Dexter Restart Karkuri. Again, this is a very conventional deck. Three Kunamzan, one Nanishi, three Inasachi, two Cosmic, one Heitrune, three Cash Cache, one Gamma Oil, two Phoenix Chain, one Bad Aim, one Cash In, two Karma Cuts, one Cash Shed. Um, I guess one thing that's different about some decks, they run two Nanishi. Uh, you could have two condoms on if you can't afford three of them. 
Uh, it does run three cash cache, which which is okay. I guess it could work. Um, cash shed is a choice that not every deck runs. And then the extra deck, Despot Jet. This is a card that you should run over the last choice of uh, Armadis or whatever you have. Top four, Ramon R. Cyberstyle, Cyber Dragon. This deck saw a bit of play, came back in the Kaiba Cup. Uh, still fine for competitive deck. One Cyber Dragon, one Veer, three cores, three Cosmic, two Fusion Gate, three Cyber Load Fusion, three Cybernetic Fusion Support. Two offerings to the doomed, two cybernetic overflow. Finally, top four Victor Lee, balance Karakuri. Balance you see a little bit less as a skill, but um, you typically see restart and it's the same type of deck. But this is a very similar deck to the one before. Uh, three Kunamzan, two Nanishi, three Inasachi, two Cosmic, three Cash Cache, one Gamma Oil, three Finch Chain, one Cash In, and two Karma Cuts. Next tournament, G1X57. First place, Hal Neo, Destiny, Draw, Weather Painters. This deck's becoming more and more viable. Um, and the reason is because more and more XZ's options. This is a pure XZ's deck, and they specialize in the level 3, rank 3. You get penalized every time. Rank 3 XZ summons. So right now, we don't have great options in that slot. So once we get more and more of them, um, this deck's going to be better and better, but this deck, three copies of Weather Painter Snow, two Seer Kribo, two Kite Roid, three Weather Painter Thunder, one Painter Cloud, one Valhalla, three Snowy Can- uh, two Snowy Canvas, two Cloudy Canvas, two Phoenix Chain, and two Thundery Canvas, and of course the extra deck, Trishula, Levier, the Sea Dragon, number 17, Leviathan, Antidote Nurse, Mellow Melody, the Brass Djinn, Windups and Mains, and also Grenosaurus. Second place, Show Act, Balance, Dark Magician. This deck's notable. It runs a few cards. Um, system Down, main deck card. Of course, when they're playing against someone who's not a machine deck, they could swap in uh, some other card in the side deck. Two copies of Divine Wrath as well. Third place, Top 4, I mean Rasai, Level Reduction, Black Wings. They run some weird monster choices here. Kunai, the Drizzle, for example. Uh, two copies of Harmat and the Dust. These are cards you typically see with the level reduction version of the deck. And top four, Siri, Seribu, level, augmentation, combo, Shirinui. We see two copies of DD Crow in the main deck here. Um, this is a card. I guess they do have some other choices as a side deck. This is like a side deck card. They run System Down, also Artifact, Lancia. Pretty much you could tech in whatever you want, whenever. But we have seen um, some tournaments with Shirinui running the main deck, DD Crow. And this could be signaling something where the players know something's going to get nerfed and they're going to have to main deck that DD Crow. Or it's just a simple evolution in the deck where they, um, where they have to run DD Crow instead. Or they choose to. Alright, last esports tournament we'll talk about this week is the Omega Engine Weekly Tournament number 7. These are the double deck formats. Only 58 players in here. First place, Lil Hormigon, Master of Rights 2, Cyber Angel Megalith. So this deck, um, pretty unique deck. And it works because the Megalith monsters are basically built in with ritual spells. 
So even though you have this Megalith Portal uh, field spell, the, the Megaliths themselves don't use ritual spells. So, like, like for example, um, Megalith Bether is a level 8. Uh, you can ritual summon this with a Megalith card. You can discard it, ritual summon 1 Megalith ritual monster from your hand by tributing monsters in your hand or field. So, and they could just exceed the level too, so you don't have to get the math exactly right. Um, and that's the case with all the Megalith monsters. So then there's one copy of Haggith here, um, three copies of Ophiel, those are uh, level 4 monsters, and then three copies of Phaleg, which is a level 8 monster, uh, one copy of Ak, which is a level 4. So you've got these, you know, three level 8 Bethers, two level 8 Phaleg. Um, one copy of level 4 Haggith, three copies of level 4 Ophiel, and one copy of level 4 Oak, and you do run one copy of Cyber Angel Dakini, that's a level 8, so it's perfect with those 4s and 8s, and then there's three uh, Ben 10 as well, um, no um, Edaton in this deck. And let's see, one copy of Gishki Chain, three copies of Senju Thousand Hands. These kind of help you uh, tutor things or, you know, whatever. One copy of the uh, Megalith Portal and one copy of a trap card called Megalith Emergence. And there's a bit of a, like, an extra deck here with rank 4 XZ's plays as well. Second deck used was Jostens Dark Invoked Magician Girl. Basic core deck here, um, you know, in terms of the Invokers and the Magician Girls. And then you basically just fill it out with your trap cards. Three Ballista Squad, two Chain Disappearance, two Phoenix Chain, one Needle Sealing, two Paleozoic, one Wall of D. Second place, DV Man Balance Aromas. Now this deck's a little spicy here. Aromas are pretty annoying to play against, and this one gets even worse. There's two copies of a card called Bamboo Scrap, where you tribute a plant monster, special summon two plant tokens to your opponent's side of the field in defense. Now this card, it would be pretty solid against a um, Invoked deck. Like if you can make Invoked um, Aramage, because the the attributes seem to fit, but because this card would be pretty good against a um, Invoked Purgatrio, where they hit piercing on every monster, and they're hitting it onto this 500 defense token. And the same, it's basically the same thought because Bergamot does the same thing. Bergamot hits for piercing, so um, you're basically clogging your opponent's board and also giving them a piercing target to hit. This deck also runs a copy of Solemn Scolding, which is good for Aramages because they can afford to play to pay those 3,000 life points. Other deck used was See You Later Ritual Beast. Not much to say about this deck. Um, still running Lava Golem, which is interesting. I guess more of as a removal tool than as a burn tool at this point. Top 4, Marcus O.W. Level Duplication Light Sworn Thunder Dragons. This is a deck you see quite a bit. Uh, two copies of Levianir. Three Dragon Hawk. Two Dragon Dark. One Dragon Duo. Two Dragon Roar. Glow Bulb, Jet Synchron, three copies of Raiden, two copies of Lumina, two copies of Aloof Lupine, two Charge of Light Brigade, one Melody of Awakening Dragon, three Solar Recharge. Also running Balance Weather Painters. Um, 
Yeah, another Weather Painter's deck. Different different build here, Necro Valley. Uh, a lot of stall stuff, Rainbow Life, Hallowed Life Barrier, and they also have the Weather Painter's Sun, which the other deck before didn't run. And top four, Yusef X1 level duplication, Shirnoi. Just a regular deck here, not much to say. And also Sealed Tombs, Masked Heroes. Sealed Tombs, you don't see a ton anymore. Uh, here we have Sealed Tombs. Alright, Dueling's tier list update. Pretty much no change from before, except uh, they dropped off the decks that were hyped for the Kaiba Cup. So basically there's only tier 2 tiers. Now Crystrons and Karakuri are tier 1. Tier 2, you have both of the Shiranui decks, Combo and Control, and also the Invoked Magician Girl. And then there's nothing on Tier 3. They dropped off Blackwing, Cyber Dragon, and Weather Painters. Um, yeah, when you drop off a tier, there's only it means the meta's uh, boring, I guess. There's, there's fewer counters. The top decks have pretty much controlled themselves into this cycle where certain decks are better than others. And... Um, yeah, it's waiting for Kaiba Cup results, whatever nerf to come out. Basically, all these decks should get hit, but um, really hoping for something. I, I guess they're waiting for XZs to come into the meta and stuff like that. So um, we'll see what happens here. All right, KC Cup cheating allegations. So so all this this is a hat tip to negative one known player who is known in the Duelings meta and also the Duelings Entertainment community. Um spent a lot of time in the Duelings meta top player council, I know. So he has a lot of information about this and there's a link attached to these notes about the video where I got all this information from. So hat tip to negative one. And just from watching that 20-minute video, I can kind of sum it down here uh, for, for every, every listener of this podcast. You must uh, note that everything is alleged because if you're talking about what cheating tools are, you're basically breaking the rules of conduct from uh, Duel Links and Konami. So you just have to be very careful about what you do in terms of content and also discussing things publicly or whatever, but... Um, Everything is alleged. Some things are confirmed, but you can't really talk about what was done. And we won't really know exactly what was done, but... Alright, um... So... First place and third place global were are under investigation. Um, that's why the scores are being held back right now. And we don't have... To this, to this uh, time of recording... We still don't have aggregated rankings. It still says aggregating rankings. Or, and they also let out a notification how they're investigating the histories of the dual logs or whatever and stuff like that. So that's all happening right now. According to Negative One's video, a third place global player has admitted to using mods and or third party software in this tournament. And in doing so, this player has apparently informed Konami about it. They told them straight up that they cheated during the tournament. And they did this to apparently raise awareness of the issue. A lot of top players have talked about Konami Fix Your Game, mad about um, people taking advantage 
while cheating. And especially with the tournaments all being online right now, Casey Cups were always online, and also the last tournament because of COVID was online. You could really swing a game here. Even though you're not playing for any money, you, you take the title and you could be cheating. So a lot of high-level players were talking about you know, asking Konami to fix the game, and apparently this was done to raise awareness about the issue. That's why they admitted to it. Now, we don't... That was admitted, apparently, so that is confirmed. Now, first place global, any of these accusations or allegations are not confirmed and it's still under investigation. First place global apparently used an alternate account. Um, I'm not sure if any other uh, like mods or third-party softwares were used with the first place global, but... Apparently, an alternate account was used, and, um, yeah. The infraction here might have been more that it violates the terms of service to use multiple accounts and things like that, but, um, I'm not sure if, I'm not sure if the cheating tools were associated with this first place player at all. Um, it's possible it is, but I'm not sure, um... I don't think so. I think it's just about the alternate account. And it seems like a little ticky-tack, that issue. Like, if you're dinging third-place global for raise, for using the mod, sure. But first-place global is doing something different that's not really... That didn't really affect the results of the KC Cup. I'm not sure, um, like, what relation there is, I guess. And if they investigated everyone, I'm sure a lot of people run multiple accounts and all that. So that's what happened. And just to talk about the uh, alleged tools themselves, what do they do? Now this information is literally, we're playing the telephone game here. I'm hearing something that negative one heard from someone else. So some things are going to get lost in the details. And of course, as I mentioned before, this is all alleged. But allegedly, what happens with this uh, tool is you get disconnected from a game. Let me let me put it this way. You've played enough duels to know that some duels you enter, you go in, and the game never really starts. Like You never see the duel. You never cut to the characters, and you end up with this duel that's null. It's not really a win or a loss. And it doesn't break up a win streak. Um, you pretty much get this without warning, and then it's over. You see who you played, um, and no one, no one gets a result. And I'm not sure if one side gets a win and one doesn't, but you don't get the win. And apparently, Konami does this by turning it into a replay. So a replay, obviously, you're watching a duel, so it doesn't count as yours. I think that's what they do here. And what that that disconnect glitch does is it turns it into that. It get, it gets her into that system. There are some there's some um duels you go into and you lose because you disconnect. Those are the ones that cause you to lose and for a person who has, uh, for myself, who has bad internet, I've resorted to using a VPN. And actually, I'll talk about that a little later. So, 
as a person with bad internet, I feel that I can't tell if I disconnected from the train, like the train going by and cutting off my internet, or my own bad internet, or someone else using a cheat tool. So what I what I've started doing, I bought this VPN. I guess I'll sell this ad right now. There, um, Stack Social had a deal on a VPN, uh, Keep Solid. And I have an unlimited lifetime VPN, which I bought for $15, five accounts. So ever since I've been using the VPN to play Duel Links, I've gotten a lot fewer disconnects. And I think this proves something. I think it proves that it's okay to be paranoid. It's okay to be suspicious. Because these cheat tools are being used a lot more than you think. And um, if Konami was actually really strict and checked everyone... I'm sure a good number of people would get banned. And, you know, as I said, using the VPN is pretty much dead proof that it saves you a lot of games. So if if you get a good deal on a VPN, definitely buy it for other reasons than playing Yu-Gi-Oh! with. But um, it's a good thing to turn on if you do have the VPN turned on when you're playing Duel Links. Back to the KC Cup. Um, the person, the third place player who um, used the tool to raise awareness... Long ago, when I was a blogger, I wrote this article. This is probably my favorite article of all time that I wrote, but I wrote about why you play games. Like, why do we play games nowadays? And, you know, back then, when you're a console player or whatever, you would just play for community. You would get together with your friends in someone's house after school uh, to play Halo or something. Now that Nowadays, that's more um, kids do that. Uh, away from each other they they do it in their own house and they get together and they play on a console or whatever or play online on a computer a lot of um stuff has evolved since then and gets in the reason why you play games and a lot of the high level dual links players really wanted a challenge they wanted to play Yu-Gi-Oh but not the card game because it was too expensive and whatnot so and that gets into the reason why did third place global pretty much sabotage themselves to do this. And I guess it's to the point where Third Place Global has done everything that he wanted at this point. He's pretty much done. He may be bored. He may be bored of duelings. He may have another game. I'm using he because I think I know... I'm pretty sure it's a guy. I think I know who it is. I'm not going to name it, but... Uh, that's why I'm saying he, but... He... um. He knows he might have another game that he likes a lot more right now, so he's ready to move on from Duel Links. He might have, you know, like a, ready to drop the game, pretty much. That's that's my point. He's done everything that he's wanted to. Let's do something to ride out into the sunset. So I guess that's admirable in, in a way, but at the same point, you know, I guess a lot of people, <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's kind of like the KC Cup was used as a, as a joke, but, um, Really, at this point, it is. Uh, but I guess it was a noble cause. I guess I guess I'll go down that way, that path. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying everyone should cheat to prove a point or whatever. But point's been proven. And first place global using an alternate account. I'm not really sure what the details were there, but it happened. So yeah, that's all I have to say about the alleged uh, accusations of cheating in the KC Cup. 
That's why our results are a bit delayed at the moment. So hang tight. We'll get our results. We'll get an answer. We'll get some bans. We'll see what happens uh, with this whole aftermath. And of course, as I mentioned before, this is not the first time this is cheating has happened in duelings. It won't be the last time it happens. And really, cheating is at the soul of Yu-Gi-Oh! Like every, the anime was just based off cheating and Bad guys always cheated. Good guys cheated. Um, that's what happens in a card game. You cheat. And uh, it's going to keep happening. Hope Konami does something about it. Alright, enough about that. Let's get to Dimensional Disaster. This is a chance to get DSOD Yu-Gi-Oh! if you don't have them. And also some new reward cards. Let's get to the new cards. Guy of the Fierce Knight of Origins. A Earth level 4 warrior. 1600-1200. This card can be treated as two tributes for the tribute summon of a warrior monster. You can use each of the effects once per turn. You can send one level 5 or higher monster from your hand to the graveyard special summon this from your hand. And during the battle phase quick effect you can banish this card from your graveyard target one monster on the field whose current attack is different from its original. Its attack becomes its original attack. One of the more interesting rewards we've had in a while but it's in play for no meta archetypes. It's a warrior monster for warrior tributes. And what this card does is it's basically a ramp card. Um, you dump a monster into the graveyard, level 5 or higher, and then you special summon it, and then you could double tribute it for a big warrior monster, like a level 7 or a level 8 warrior monster. And... Um, it's situational though because that monster has to be level five, so level five or higher. So you have to run some big monsters into the game, and that's really like clunky and stuff. So you have to run like three copies of this card and just to maximize, or run like like uh, draw sense low level, so you make sure you get this card, things like that. So situational hand draws, but card courier ready to do that, so it's fine. Um. And then there's this ability where you banish it from the graveyard as a quick effect. Monster does get basically gets debuffed. So a bunch of cards apply. Shiranoi, Samurai Saga, any invoked monster, Dark Cavalry, Blackwing Monsters, Fortune Lady Every becomes a zero. Uh, Witchcrafters that get buffed. Different things could get debuffed with this uh, effect. Now the problem is there's no meta warrior decks running around, so you, they have to run like level 5s. Guki is a choice because they run the Risk Scorpio. But they already have they already have the Twist Cobra effect, so it doesn't really... It's kind of like an extra ability when Tis, Twist Cobra already does the job, so it's not really useful there. Masked Heroes are warriors, but they don't really... They run Ferris... But they're so tight in a deck list that they can't really afford to use a card like this. Pretty much clunking up the spot. And they don't have use for the double tribute summon anyway. So it it's a card It's a card that's interesting but has no immediate like uh use at the moment. I'm sure it'll have use somewhere. Like some it's a BLS card. It's a Gaia the Fierce Knight. So some kind of BLS strategy is probably the best move for it right now, but no apparent usage at the moment.
Now, the next card you get is a little more interesting. Magician's Valkyria, level 4, Light Spellcaster, 1600, 1800. Monsters your opponent controls cannot target face-up Spellcaster monsters for attacks except for this one. This card looks exactly like Dark Magician Girl, but apparently there's no um, relation. But, this card can be a little annoying because it's a lock. You get two of these onto the board, and your opponent can't attack anything. Except for you directly, maybe, but they can't attack other monster or each other. So they're pretty much stuck with this uh, lock. Um, this could make a deck. Uh, I'm not saying it will, but it could make a deck. Um, yeah, I think that's the main use of this monster. Other than that, it's spellcaster synergy, so it could you know, help out other spellcaster decks, so witchcrafters, dark magician, or whatever. Um, yeah. Notably for Dark Magician, it can't come out for free with the Magician's Navigation because that's only for any Dark Monster. So, this probably won't be played in play for that. But, you find a way to get two of these onto the board and you're pretty pretty good strategy for locking your opponent down. Now the last reward here is a skill from Yugi called Pathway to Chaos. It be used by sending one Karibo monster from your hand to the graveyard. Change one of the following monsters you control to another monster. It can only be used once per duel. A monster whose original name contains Guy the Fierce Knight becomes Black Luster Soldier. Monsters whose original name is Black Luster Soldier becomes Super Soldier. Now we know what BLS is. It's a 2800 vanilla ritual monster. So any of those Gaia monsters could become it. And in Dolinx, we have a few Gaia monsters. There's Arisen Gaia the Fierce Knight, Charging Gaia the Fierce Knight, Gaia the Fierce Knight of Origin, which we just got, and Swift Gaia. Now, all these cards can come out for free on different conditions. So, basically, you could just play those cards and turn them into a 2800 beater with Blackluster Soldier, and also whatever um, abilities the Blackluster Soldier has with Synergy cards or whatever. Um... Yeah, so you just, that's kind of the goal here. Now, if you do have a BLS on the board, you could turn into the Super Soldier. And the ability of this card, it's a 3,000 attack or 2,500. Um, if this card destroys an opponent's monster by battle and sends it to the graveyard, inflict damage to your opponent equal to its attack in the graveyard. Um, if this card is destroyed by battle and sent to the graveyard, or destroyed by card effect and sent to the graveyard... Special summon a Gaia the Fierce Knight monster from your hand, deck, or graveyard. Now the difference here is... Um, this card is not in-game, but it's available through this skill. I'm not sure if this burn abilities is nerfed, because... I know that they nerf the burn effects to half. It's very... It's, I think... We'll have to check in-game... I think it will get nerfed into half. So this Super Soldier isn't as good as it seems. Um, it's good if, you, if you're if you able to counter back row and you have this guy destroying things, then it's pretty good. But the burn damage might get nerfed, I think. But overall, this gives life to the BLS archetype, but the deck's not OP in any way. It's not going to be meta at any point.
Alright, so that's it for the Dimensional Disaster. New card from the Card Trader update, and this is Buten, which is a pig fairy of some sorts. Level 1 fairy tuner, 200-300. During your main phase, you can banish this card from the graveyard, target one face of level 4 or lower light fairy. You control, it's, contr it's treated as a tuner while face up on the field. This is a basic level 1 tuner. Until it's in the graveyard, you could banish it. I think. Yeah, you banish it, and then you give a level 4 or lower light fairy the ability to become a tuner. Now, it's a, it's a light monster, so you could think about it in a chaos deck, um, but it's very limited because you just resort to light fairy monsters, so it doesn't really fit the chaos uh, thing, unfortunately. Um when you're playing Chaos, Lumina is probably the most common light monster you have. And she's a spellcaster. So yeah, doesn't work. Like It'll be nice if you banish this card as part of um, Chaos Dragon, Levianir, or whatever. Or any of those cards. But it doesn't work. So this card is definitely hurt by only being a light fairy card. And you would only consider it to be used in a light fairy deck that runs synchro monsters. Now the other card that we get is I think from Dual Quest, which is active today. And that's Mermaid Knight, Aqua, Water, level 4, 1500, 700. As long as Umi is on the field, this card can attack twice the same battle phase. Very basic card as well. Um... Well, Buten's better than this one, but this is basically a 1700 that can attack twice. That's all it is. Um, it is Aqua, it is Water, it's level 4. We got all those um, Water XC's cards in the last box. The Shark Fang box, which went, which didn't really get anywhere. Um, yeah, even in that even in that deck, this card is kind of useless. Um, doesn't do anything at this point in the game. Unless you have some kind of like aggro thing going on, but that aggro water deck was never really a thing at all. So there you go. All right, let's get to the deck deep dives. Welcome to the second edition of the Deck Deep Dive. Really the first time it had this name. We're going to go into two decks here. First one is the King of Games Card Curry deck I just used yesterday. And talk about this deck. Um, Card Curry is a good deck to play if you have characters that don't have all the dual skills. So, you know, restart and draw sense low level and balance are some of the common skills you use with Car Curry. And those go with many different characters. So it also goes into disguising a character. But here I was using Weevil mostly. Um, and with this with this run, I did get a lot of dual skills from Weevil that I previously did not have. So there you go. This deck runs Draw Sense Low Level. And like I said, you're, you're picking between Restart and this skill primarily in balance. And Restart 
I do prefer this draw sense low level over restart for a few reasons, and um, restart requires more skill. I think that's that's the uh, difference. You have to know when your hand is good, when to be greedy, and when not to be greedy. I think that's the that's the hedge, and I don't have that ability. So, um, really, that's the difference here. So. Draw sense low level, you take a little bit of damage, and then you increase your odds of getting what you want. Usually what you want is Inasachi, the merchant. So the deck itself, 22 cards. Uh, four cards here. Two copies of Kunamzan. This card, um, you don't want to start out with Kunamzan ever, really, but uh, with the draw sense low level, you have no choice. You want to start out with Nanishi and Inasachi. That's pretty much the best thing. But having one Inasachi is fine as well. It's really, you're looking for a hand combo. It's, it's all combo deck. You're looking for a hand combo. So, when you have Nanishi and Inasachi, or Nanishi and Cash Cache, you play her first because she allows a um, an extra summon. You play the merchant in Asachi. That makes uh, five stars there. With Inasachi, you tutor out the Kunamzan. And then you turn to your level 7 synchro play of Burai. Burai, you get an additional special summon. At that point, you will bring out another Kunamzan, turn the 5 and the 3 into level 8 um, Beredo. Beredo, you take out probably Hypa at that point. Now, the alternate play, if you just have Inasachi, you play Inasachi, you tutor out Kunamzan, turn them into Burai. Burai, you special summon Nanishi. Now, at this point, you would really like a cash cache. That's the best play. So you would play cash cache on Nanishi. You would tutor out Inasachi. You would normal summon uh, Inasachi because uh, Nanishi's on the board. You would tutor out Gamma Oil. And then you turn that into a level 5 Super Heavy Samurai Swordsmaster Musashi. You would turn. You would get a card back from the graveyard, which would be Inasachi. You would play Gamma Oil to get Nanishi back. And then you turn that into a level 8 Beredo. And then Beredo, you can special summon Kunemzen. That's pretty much the best play. Trying to draw as many cards out of the deck so you can get into your trap cards. So, you know, the Moxers, two copies of Kunemzen, primarily because I only have two, but some decks run three. Two copies of Nanishi, I'm trying to max out on her. And three copies of Inasachi, that's pretty much the standard there. And I have one copy of Hypa. Some decks don't run this card at all. I do, just to increase my monster consistency. I think um, a lot of reasons you lose with card curry is because of a bricked hand. And Draw Sense low level tries to get around that, but you, um, I just want some more monsters. Having more monsters is better than not having monsters, in my opinion. Sometimes you make a desperation move when you have Nanishi and Hypa in your hand, and you just go for the level 7 uh, synchro play there.
In terms of the spells, we have two copies of Cash Cache. Some decks run three. I don't find that necessary here. One copy of Gamma Oil. That's really all you need, but some decks run two. And then two, uh, four tech cards. Two copies of Forbidden Lance. Two copies of Cosmic Cyclone. Typically, you will need something like Cosmic Cyclone or Hey Trunade because this deck can OTK people. Um, that's abilities there. Cosmic Cyclone is a is a limit three, but we only run two here. Um, Ribbon and Lance has been just... It's a very good card. Sometimes it's less useful than it is, but against the meta, it's very good. It's just a very good card to use against your opponent. And the skill... The skill thing is when to keep in your hand and when to set onto the board. I think that's the tough thing about Forbidden Lance because if you're hitting into an uncertain back row, you want to keep it in your hand. But if you if you know your opponent is going to make some kind of play, you would set it. You like if they're going to invoke something or something, you know, like All right, trap cards. There's only one core trap card here. And that's the card Curry Cash In. This is a card that you you want it you want it spent in a few ways. Um, you want to use it for its abilities. You don't want it to get banished. So definitely try to send it to the graveyard no matter what. Try not to get it banished. And really, you're changing positions so you could draw cards with Burado. The other trap cards are pretty much, you know, good trap cards, making this kind of like a trap deck. Two Ballista Squads. Um, there's a little bit of synergy here with the Gamma Oil, so you can kind of make a play here with this. If they try to destroy your guy, you could just tribute them with Ballista Squad and destroy something else. One copy of Fiendish Chain, just a good card. Two copies of Karma Cut. This is a card that you don't want to go crazy with because then you'll lose your whole hand, but otherwise a very good card, just like Phoenix Chain. And Chain Disappearance. This is a card that I just wanted to put in. It's a card that just scoops. Um, in some decks, it won't apply at all. But just play your opponent, know what they have. If they're playing a deck that has zero 1,000 attack monsters or less, you just dispose of this for uh, Karma Cut. That's all it is, or use as a bluff. So, know your opponent's deck and um, make use of this card. It'll scoop if you play it right. Now, the extra deck. We got two copies of Burai level 7 uh, play. Pretty much your main uh, target because you try to flip your opponents to their weaker side. One copy of Burado. This is the strongest monster, and it's also your card advantage monster. That's important to know. The next most important extra deck monster is the Super Heavy Samurai Swords Master Musashi. As I mentioned before, this gets into your combo play to get Burado onto the board. Next card is Samurai Destroyer, level 7. This is, this is useful against monsters that have abilities. So, in this run... I faced a lot of uh, Master of Destiny decks. So when you're playing in Sartorius, you would play Samurai Destroyer because they have they have that Barrel Dragon in their hand. And this will prevent the Barrel Dragon from coming out, really. And a bunch of different decks this would apply to, like a U-Bell deck, where you know you know they have the Fire King Avatar. So you're gonna you're gonna play Samurai Destroyer more than you want. 
Star Eater is a level 11 synchro play. This is good against Wall of D or anything like that would banish it or get rid of it on that turn. Good finisher, highest attack of all your monsters. And then I have Armadides. This is a card that I never even used, but it has the same ability pretty much as Samurai Destroyer. Um, the problem with this deck is you can't get it out on the first turn. You have to kind of wait a bit because they have to get like Earth Machines out. So this card, in essence, could be replaced by Deskbot uh, Jet. But really, the last slot you don't even use. You, might, you could put like an XC's monster if you really want, but you don't really use the last slot. So that is it with the uh, King of Games deck. Now let's move on to the Raid Duel deck. This is a very basic deck. Um, and I'm sure there are better... There are better um, extra decks, I mean, Raid Duel decks than this one. But this gets the job done, and you start off with Heavy Starter, so you're probably using DSOD Kaiba as a result. You want to stack it with Blue Eyes and Dark Magician, so you got three copies of those cards each because they deal um, extra damage. And the, the AI is a little smarter this time. They would play a Dark Magician over a stronger monster because they know it does more damage. Now you fill it up with some other dark monsters here. Three copies of Trihorn Dragon. One copy of Cosmo Queen. Three copies of Zoa. Really you should put more Cosmo Queens than Zoas I guess. That's kind of... Probably three Cosmic Queen, one Zoa. That's probably the better play. Um, I run three copies of Trihorn Dragon just because that's my boy in real life. Um, That's my rarest TCG card. That's what I mean by that. Now the spells, three copies of Fairy, Meteor Crush, three copies of Power of the Guardians. Just basically equip spells to make sure you're not wasting your hits into defense monsters. And one copy of, I have a Prismatic Legacy of Yata Garasu. Just for the dual assessment. Really, that's it. And really, it's all about... This is just a very grindy event. A lot of points to, to go around. You have to join a lot of assist duels... Control it when you have the uh, EX duel, so you can multiply by 5. That's really all it is. You could auto-duel with it just fine, too. That's it. That's the, that's the double deep deck dive for this week. Alright, so we have upcoming news for December. Axel Brody's coming next week. Can't wait for that. We should be able to talk about him next week, all his uh, skills and cards. It comes with the DD Castle Assault event. I'm not sure if we're getting other cards from that event as well. Mission Circuit, early December. Early December cards and skills added to lifetime missions. Armatile, the Chaos Phantasm, and Fire Princess as well as the skills I'm Always Near You and Majestic Light. Mid-December, Leo and Luna's Dual Carnival, New UR card Skull Flame, New SR card Burning Skull Head. Mid-December, Tour Guide Bingo of a new SR Xyz Monster, Baby Tyragon. Mid-December, a new character appears, and I believe it is Ty- Kite Tenjo. New UR, number 10, Illuminite, and SR Photon Crusher. 
Late December, Duelist Chronicles 5D's Attack of the Dark Signers, new UR Majestic Red Dragon, and a new skill for Jack and Yusei. And finally, late December, Duel Link's Mission Research. This seems like a new thing. New SR card called Curse of Darkness. That is it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Listen and subscribe to this podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Like it. Subscribe. Check out all these notes on the dualassessment.wordpress.com. Email me if anything at the dualassessment at gmail.com or you can find me on Twitter at dual underscore assessment or my own account at Green Ranger CCG. Alright? That is all. Thanks for listening. I will see you next time.